And how many times have we been to New Belgium? Not. We haven't. That's kind of embarrassing that you live in Colorado and say, I haven't ever been to New Belgium Brewing. Okay. Yeah. I've drank a lot of the beer because actually New Belgium with Fat Tire and 1554. Those two beers. Those two beers have been around forever. And I don't care if you don't know or not, but those two have been around forever. And those were gateway beers for us in the 90s. How have we not been to New Belgium? In the late 90s. Those were gateway beers. Oy. And to going from yezzy, yellow fizzy crap Shh. into good beer. Give me your hand, Kenny. Don't. No. Ow. Bad. Bad, Kenny. We did not go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. Stone. Hey, why is this label upside down? I actually don't know. It's some kind of marketing thing they're doing right now where they've, I think it's like on almost all their cans and bottles and everything, they put the label upside down from Stone Brewing. Um, I, I have no fucking idea. Okay. <laughs> I mean, right, well, I, it doesn't really make sense to me. I'm. Um, it's it's that time of season. It's fall, and and and, and beer is, should be like warm and cozy and dark. And so I'm gonna pour this. I never know how to say this beer. Chacovesa. Chacovesa. It took me years to learn that. Like two or three years. I mean, I started drinking it, and somebody would tell me how to say it, and I'd know it for like five minutes. And but you got it. Okay, listen. Now I got it. Chaco Vesa. Listen. Chaco Vesa. Oh, yeah. Pour me some, please. Chaco Vesa. Okay, it's kind of making sense. Actually, it makes a lot of sense as to what we're drinking because for this podcast, um, because Stone is definitely, I would consider, a bucket list brewery. Definitely one of my bucket list breweries. Yeah. So, I guess that is how, well, how about cheers? We can and cheers. Honestly, though. No, cheers first okay, because we're I'll starting. Cheers, but. Cheers. Cheers to starting a podcast without saying back and forth over and over. <laughs> if you've heard us before, you know what I'm talking about. So, Chaco Vesa. Imperial Stout inspired by Mexican hot chocolate. So it's got all kinds of shit in it. This is like a bucket list beer, I would say. Okay. Like, I don't have a lot of bucket list beers, but I would tell people, you got to try this at some point during... If you're a coffee geek or a beer geek, and if you're a coffee geek, this is a fantastic beer. Because it is an Imperial Stout with chocolate, coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla cinnamon and nutmeg in the perfect blend so it truly is a mexican hot chocolate stout so babe thank you for describing the beer because it's a brilliant beer it is but what the hell are we talking about for this podcast (laughs) what is the name of the podcast bucket list breweries oh yes yes bucket list and because um this is our podcast ha 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 we get to define our bucket lists. <laughs> so whatever you guys choose is what your bucket list is, is completely up to you. Like maybe you have a brewery that, I don't, I don't know, your parents went to. 
a lot and you need to go yeah. and that's one place that you must go and nobody else has ever heard of that brewery, that's fine. That's your bucket list brewery. Um, but we are generally going to try to talk about, like, I think the majority of people, what we think the majority of people's bucket list breweries would be. And we'll throw in probably our own little bucket list breweries too. That's how I see this going. How about you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, bucket list is a pretty subje- subjective term. Actually, I mean, what is bucket list? Can we do that first? I'm, What's a like I said, it's subjective. It's what like, is it to you? I, I, I don't know. I know some people are like, I have to do this before I die. This is my bucket list. I have to do this thing on my list of things to do in my life to try in my life before I kick the bucket. I got to take it off the bucket list before I kick it. Okay, so if that's not the exact way that we are thinking of bucket list, put your own spin on it. It kind of is. I mean, there are... Are we going to die if we don't make it to these breweries and be no, like regretting no, no, the no. rest of our life if we don't make it to these breweries and be like, oh my gonna, God! I didn't say you're going to die, but it's like, you know, I'd really love to go to this one or that one or the other. Are you going to be disappointed in your life if you didn't make it there? disappointed in my life that like I feel like I haven't lived my life yeah no there aren't there aren't really a lot of breweries or bucket list items really yeah there aren't really a whole lot of things to that I want to do in my life that if I don't ever get to do them I'm gonna go my life was a failure okay good it's not I mean I've done a lot of really cool shit and done a lot of great things and went to some amazing places and overall met amazing people in my life. And I'm not going to say I would be happy if I kicked the bucket today because, no, I'm not. If this doesn't come out till November 2nd or later, then wish me a happy birthday. November 2nd. Day of the Dead. Hmm, there's got to be something there. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Off topic here. But anyhow, <laughs> you can look at your bucket list however you choose to define it. Mm-hmm. But we hope you choose to define a bucket list item as something that you really want to do. And you, yeah. you're, like, trying to do it. Like, you you want to do something, so you're going to try and create the momentum to do that. But if you don't do it, it's not the end of the world, and you shouldn't feel completely, totally, like, devastated, and your life is ruined. That's right. not what it should be. Well, and I think what we're talking about now on this podcast... Plus, we're just talking about breweries. Like, yeah, bucket list breweries. Your life definitely shouldn't be ruined from a, not going to a brewery. No. I mean, we like beer, but put right. it into perspective. But most great beers you can get in a liquor store somewhere. You just might have to search for it. Put it into perspective. No, but anyway, most bucket lists shouldn't be like your life isn't fucking ruined yeah. off okay. of not making it to a certain brewery or another even though there are a lot of amazing places that are wonderful to visit and stuff there are bigger things in life that should be on your bucket list in my opinion mine too and that's probably ridiculous to say since we have a craft beer travel and adventure podcast you'd think wow beer's the most important thing right well, well it's a craft pretty beer. close pretty damn close it's a craft beer lifestyle right what brewery would you like to go to that's a bucket list that you have not been to yet? Ooh. Oh, that I haven't been to yet? Yes. Man, we've been on the road for two and a half years. We've been, man, what is it now? 40, 42 states or something like that. Um, I'd say I would like to get to Russian River. Where is that? In California. I don't have any target of being in California anytime really soon. Okay. So it's not going to get ticked off really what? soon. Makes Russian River something like 
you'd like to go to? Um, I mean, a lot of what, obviously, I've had some beers from there that obviously everybody knows Pliny the Elder pretty much by now. If you're a beer geek, you probably know that. Or Blind Pig and some of the other beers or or Pliny the Younger and s- stuff like that. Um, but I don't know a lot about the brewery itself as far as how the the grounds there is and what the ambiance is and everything. But it's just a brewery that has a strong reputation. They've turned out a lot of fantastic brewers over the years too. And some that we've been, become friends with like uh, Travis Smith down at um, Lazy G Brewing in Prescott, Arizona. He His roots go back to um, Russian River and... It's just such, it's been there for a long time and had a strong reputation. Like Sierra Nevada would be another one I'd like to maybe visit someday. Just because they've been around forever. And even though Sierra Nevada is a huge brewery, they keep their craft roots, you know. And and that's something that appeals to me. I like the idea of craft being craft. Who did I, we talk to from Sierra Nevada at GABF this, Ken uh, Grossman. last year? He's yeah. the owner, the guy who... Right? The the guy, the founder, the man that started it all. I'll put back the, in the eighties. The link. It's it was a really it's a short interview, so I'll put the link in the show notes. You can yeah, listen to Ken Grossman, not Ken Pishna. Ken Pishna talking to Ken Grossman. Yeah. And April Pishna talking <laughs> to Ken Grossman. What the hell are we talking about? Beer and bucket list breweries. What is a bucket list brewery that you've been to? Ooh. That you love. That I love? Yeah. I have another question after that. Wow. I mean, so BrewDog was one for sure that was a bucket list for me because I kind of fell in love with BrewDog. Okay, so a lot of people probably don't know BrewDog yet. Right. Talk about it. And I fell in love with BrewDog from a TV show on a weird freaking offbeat network called Esquire. That's where you could watch the freaking BrewDog show. So that's how I first learned about BrewDog, though, was because the guys who started BrewDog had this TV show where they went around the United States brewing beer in all these weird places and in weird ways. And it was fun. Check it out. You can find it online. But they're actually from Scotland originally. And they opened up a brewery in the United States. No, you just mentioned that they're from Scotland. You don't even talk that we went to the brewery in Scotland. Not the brewery, but... Right, and that's why I don't. Blow, that's why I don't blow up the idea that we went to Scotland and went to the brewery because we didn't. We went we, to one of their, one of their brew pubs. We didn't go. Which they do brew beer there to Scotland just for BrewDog. That wasn't even no. like a plan. We were already going there for other reasons. The Heavy Metal Festival, actually, by the way, to um in England, um, d- what's it called? Download Festival. Download Festival, which was awesome. Chosen but, by our younger son Owen. <laughs> But we went there for that, and then when we were in Scotland, both of us were like, oh, "Wait, Brewdog is here!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to—the story is really cool because we were like in Edinburgh, and we just happened to be like, "Let's get off the main drag," and so we just any, mini, mighty mo and picked a street to turn down, mm-hmm. and walked down a block, and have to turn the corner, and right there in front of us is like one little like pub or public house or whatever, but it's Brewdog. So the funniest part of this whole thing isn't that we found BrewDog like that. It's that, really, it's I'm the one who's more uber geeky about this whole thing. So I'm the one that should be like, oh, BrewDog, BrewDog, I should be going nuts, right? But we walk down this side street, and April starts smacking me in the chest. She's like, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. And I'm like, what? What? And she's like, 
and she starts pointing. You can't see me because this isn't video. But she's pointing, and I'm like, what the hell? Oh, my God, that's BrewDog over there. <laughs> and so that's how we got to go to BrewDog and actually have... Or actually, that was my first BrewDog beer, I think, period. Yeah. Because they weren't even really in, in the United States much yet. In even Scotland. distributed, so. Yeah, anyhow. So we so got the, to have it in Scotland. Part two of BrewDog. So that was cool. And then, fast forward, BrewDog um, has been expanding a lot of places all over the world, but they expanded into the United States. And for some strange reason, they picked to do their brewery in the U.S. outside of Columbus, Ohio. And but wait, not to slam on Ohio. Tell I you, love you guys there. I love Father great. John's. Great I don't know stuff. if he's going to mention <laughs> this, but let me tell you how much Kenny loves um, beer So and, and BrewDog. And I guess how much he believes in them because they are doing pretty cool things. Um, but he even bought, like in air quotes, kind of like a stock in them. It's, it's it true is stock, stock. But it is stock. It's, it's a not, private stock yeah. instead of a... It's not on the NASDAQ or something. So that's how we ended up going to Columbus is because they were having their annual stock meeting, which their annual stock meeting kicks some fucking ass. It's a fucking party. It's called AGM. <laughs> it's annual, a fa- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Annual General Mayhem. That's how you throw a stock <laughs> meeting. Their stock party, their stockholder party is a brew fest... And a music festival yeah. slammed together and, and turned into one thing. COVID this year changed all that, of course. Yeah, so, it changed I mean, it this year, but luckily... Hopefully, but when we went... When we went, this was a couple years ago when we first hit the road. And that was pretty cool. That like Going to BrewDog, the, the whole stockholder festival thing, was within a couple months of us first hitting the road. Yeah. And it, it just worked and, out well with our plans of what we needed so to be doing at that time. BrewDog was one of the first places that had like the hotel with beers in the hotel rooms. Yeah, they have their own hotels in a few places in Columbus, Ohio. And they have like beer the in the places. shower and like all that in the hotel room. Yeah, they have taps in your hotel room and, and including the shower. Yeah. So yeah, cheers to James and Martin because they're doing it right. They are doing it right. And they've gotten pretty big, but they're still keeping that. They're the peeps that started craft. the whole thing. They're keeping the craft beer feel going alive there. And that was yeah. really cool. I'd say pretty close to BrewDog for me as far as places we went. Dogfish. Dogfish was another one that was amazing. Oh, you're transitioning. In Delaware. Okay. I am Dogfish. transitioning because <laughs> you tried to tell me not to talk about BrewDog for 20 minutes or 10 minutes. And we, I think we passed the time. Okay. So, so Dogfish, Dogfish Head. Head. That's actually one of the um, ones that I actually really liked, though, too. It was really cool. And like the, the treehouse, like... If you yeah. know Dogfish Head, you know the treehouse. Like, yeah. I even know that. It's really cool. <laughs> it's the, a really cool place to go. The beer is... Oh, my gosh. Just phenomenal. And then, like, now knowing, to the story um, behind, like, weren't they the original ones that did the... Um, was it Chicha or Pulque that you chew? Uh, I believe it's... I think it's the Chicha. If you go back into the history books, and this is because of our friend... Uh, our friends at um, Dos, Luces Dos Luces in Denver. In Denver. And actually, I wasn't trying to plug this, but hey, I'll plug it because I was just remembering that he had mentioned, um, Judd from Dos Luces had mentioned yeah. uh, Dogfish Head doing this where they actually paid the employees to chew this to make this ancient beer. But Judd from um, Dos Luces in Denver, we did an interview with them too. I'll put that in the show notes too. He goes into detail about yeah, the Chicha and Yeah, he explained it for us how this whole thing works. It's such a cool, like, it's very different type of beer. And so if you're really into beer, definitely check them out too. Anyhow, side talked. The weird yes. chewing thing. I know you're all going, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> so the chewing thing, 
and it actually goes way back is, and I believe if I recall right, the way Judd explained it was that it was typically women that chewed the corn because of the enzymes they have, just natural yeah, hormones. In the saliva. The hormones and enzymes they have in their body um, would break down the corn the proper way for making the this beer called chicha. And yeah. they do a lot well, the of reason, weird stuff. That's like why. That. That's the reason I brought that up is because they mm-hmm. do a lot of weird stuff like that and they mm-hmm. do it very well. Oh, they're fantastic. If you if you read, you know, beer labels all the time and you're like, what the hell is that? Like prickly cactus guava orange burpees cinnamon wood whatever it sounds funky and a lot of breweries try and try and do okay or or just miserable but dogfish head does it great every single time everything they do is off the chain even if you don't like that style of beer yeah what they do with that style is perfect for that style pretty much every time and they they really when we walked they have a couple locations right yeah, yeah. And we went to the main one, the main brewery, the original brewery down there in Delaware. Delaware, but I don't remember the And then term. they have a couple of um, brew pubs and things. And they have a, they actually, this makes me laugh every time I think of it. Because like BrewDog has the hotel that they've created. They mm-hmm. built from scratch in Columbus. Dogfish Head has a motel that they bought and renovated. And, it, and they own it and it's a Dogfish Head Inn. It's pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah. to do things like it that's what makes craft beer fun to it me, is and, and on their space at dogfish head where we we're at too um is that just truly like the second you walk in it had a truly a brewery feel not like a mm-hmm. restaurant feel or anything but they also had like i think pizza and stuff like that on the outsides of it but they did that very well too their food is done very well as well but like that one i just had this vision in my head of this huge space and this huge mm-hmm. brewery and you walk into that, and it truly has this, like, small-town vibe, brewery, like, cozy kind of feel. Right. You could tell by looking at the building and stuff from outside, if you look around to the back and everything, it's pretty big. It's a big production facility, because obviously, you guys know, I mean, Dogfish Head beers all over the country. If they and don't know, what's one of the famous, most most famous beers of Dogfish Head? I mean, 90-minute IPA is go. probably the most famous. That's all I was going for. But There's like sequence. 120 and minutes 120. better. Oh, okay. But. I'm just saying. And then like, there's 60-minute and 75-minute. <laughs> and, and they're all fun. So, Anyhow. yes. There's a lot of brood, or dogfish head stuff I could go into. Okay. But we're, we not, we're not here to talk all the geeky again, stuff. Then? Sure. We all right, since switch. we're on the we East Coast, switch. on Delaware. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. You're going to throw me a, okay. a curveball. I can feel it. I'm not, really. Ow. So Ow. I, I honestly don't know. And you can shoot me or think I'm not a beer fan or whatever you want to do. Go for it. Fine. I'm up. But I, I, I don't know. I've heard so much about Brooklyn Brewery in New York City. And we were there. And, like, we didn't go. And I just feel Damn like it. we should have gone. <laughs> we should have. Um, but honestly, that I, mean, I do well, lament that a little bit. We were in New York City, what, maybe two full days? And let me tell you, in an RV in New York City is not super easy. No, 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 You can do it as long as you drive through it and park somewhere else and then, you know, Holy crap, you can drive through if you're April. I would, I refuse to drive through Brooklyn. I got no machismo about this. I got no nothing. And like, she took the wheel because she is a, 
She is a better driver than I am, especially with the bigger vehicle like Rafe. And she drove through Brooklyn like a freaking mad woman. There's people double parking in a in the street, and I'm like, oh my god! And she's just there's like going people right in the... a wheelchair going down the middle <laughs> of the damn street, like they're in a car. <laughs> and people weird. turning, yeah. like if you if you take too long to turn left, the car behind you wants to turn left. They just totally pull out into the other part of the street and whoop, turn whoop. left in front of you. So anyhow. New York City for me, I could say, was a like a bucket list item. Is it a bucket list city that I wanted to go to? We at least bucket listed the city. <laughs> so we did do that, but I guess we just kind of ran out of time and didn't even really we didn't didn't even really much think about it. It's tough because there's so much amazing just life going on in New York that I mean a few days is not enough. I mean it is like it's such an amazing city yeah. that we didn't even really do a brewery tour there. We, I mean, we had some good beer at some different places. We, we went really to didn't. some nice. Uh, we went to a brew pub and and I, like that had kind of an Irish thing going on and stuff. But we weren't there for the brew pub experience, the brewery experience. I mean, because we like April said, we had a short time and, um, you know, we don't have it's to just, make excuses. We just New didn't York make City it. is overwhelming. Yeah, it's great. And not in a bad way, in a great way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Brooklyn, I've heard just a lot about it, and I just yeah. was like, maybe we should have tried to go there. But well, Garrett okay. Oliver is like the man when it comes to beer and food and brewing. I mean, he literally wrote the book on it, <laughs> The Brewer's Table. Um, All right. So it would have been cool to go yeah, there, but we'll, we'll be back there. We'll so back there. what's another one? that we missed that we maybe should have gone on the east coast area on the east coast area the only one another one that could be considered like a bucket list the only one i really kind of go man we were so close and we didn't go there that was stupid was hillstead farm we were very close why did we not go a lot of people don't know but a lot of geeky geeky beer geeks will know hillstead farm just because it's and they're it's in, uh, in that realm of like uh they're in vermont vermont they're in vermont and they're in the realm, and as far as the beer realm, I would say they're kind of in that Jester King kind of area. Jester King and Hillstead Farm are those wild fermentation, mixed fermentations, and they're kind of why did we pioneers not in that. And I honestly go. can't tell you why we didn't go there. I can't. I can't come up with a good reason for not going there because mm-hmm. we were only probably an hour away at one point. I mean, hell, Vermont's not that big of a state, period. <laughs> so I, we couldn't have been more than an hour or two, no matter where we were in the state. But so. here's the thing again. Like, the whole East Coast area in Vermont, because we hadn't really been there. And mm-hmm. so that whole area was another kind of a bucket list place that I really wanted to go to in the right. United States. It was, yeah. So while we didn't make it to that brewery, it doesn't mean we can't go back. It was good. We made it to where we wanted to go, and we just didn't have that on our radar at the time yeah i mean at that time this was we were fresh out of the gate getting into the rv and living our in the rv and we were on a bit of a schedule yeah not a super tight schedule but enough that we had we i think we just kind of felt like we needed to keep moving but i think the point is though is like you have to do what you really feel like you want to do and then later if you missed something it's okay like it's a brewery you know i mean it's okay (laughs) Right. And <laughs> it's okay. like I said, that one, I kind of kicked myself a little bit for not going there. But mm. am I going to die going, shit, I never went to Hillstead Farm? 
no. So no. you mentioned it was a Jester King kind of like brewery. Mm-hmm. I would say Jester King is a bucket list brewery for a lot of people. Even if you don't think it is, you should make it. If you're a beer geek, you should and have any yeah. kind of things, if, thoughts of traveling down near Austin. Yeah, Jester so we're kind King of is a must. We just went away from the East Coast, so now we're like just outside of Austin. Um, it's but okay. Jester King, um, I didn't really know much about it. All I knew in my head was that it was sours. So honestly, I had like no interest in going there. I could have honestly cared less. Um, but when we went there, it changed my entire... Because that was probably one of my very first experiences with like um, mixed fermentation and wild fermentation and learning like that difference between what like a kettle sour is compared to the different types of fermenting. And right. Like, and that's where they also like take different years of barrel aged things and blend them together, yeah. which isn't real common in beer. I mean, that's not in the United States in our craft yeah. beer culture. Blended beers are not that big of a thing yet. It's even They're getting now, bigger. Even now it's starting to catch on more. But Jester King was definitely, if you were ever in that area, uh, and that could actually be a destination brewery. Like, oh, it absolutely Jester is. King is totally like a destination brewery. We could even talk, I mean, like bucket list breweries, you could also use the almost interchangeable destination breweries, if you think about it that way. Well, and I... Jester King, like, is just such a unique place, plus it's on this gorgeous farm, um, and the, the way they have themselves spread out where you can actually hike or picnic, like literally you could spend an entire day there just sipping on all the different, it's almost like a vineyard if you're going to think about it that way and yeah. just sipping on all these different flavors and tastes. And I mean, I would say as far as going to breweries and visiting breweries and how amazing different places are and stuff, Jester King is right up there as one of the breweries that has the most amazing experience along with amazing beers. Like you said, it it opened my eyes to a lot of beer too. And I, I think I had a little bit more understanding of what we were getting mm-hmm. into when we went there than you. But that's because I read a lot of like beer news and things like that. I'm like super geeky about it. You've already said that. April's not quite. You've already said that. But. Repetitive. So. <laughs> Jester King. Going to Jester King though they really do put everything together. Like yeah. the beer is fantastic, of course, off the charts all over the place. And, but it's more the way they set everything up. And like you said, it's just this beautiful farm and you can go explore around the farm and they've made it so much more of an experience than just the beer. I mean, the beer is great, but there's an experience that pulls you into that whole being at that place yeah. at that time. Just like was a good one. I'm glad we went there. Very, very glad we went there. All right. Um, what's, I like the word destination brewery now actually better than bucket list brewery, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Because it's kind of, it is in a way kind of interchangeable, but bucket well, list brewery, what's one that you maybe that we've been to or you've been to? It sounds like I'm interviewing you, but that's okay. That's okay. You that can interview me. You were super excited to go and then it just didn't live fully up to like your expectations. Hmm. I would say that that is a pretty difficult one to answer because there really haven't been a lot of breweries that I was like, ah, we are, I really want to go there, I really want to go there. And then we go there and then it's like smack because I haven't had that feeling too much. But I would say probably the one that has felt most closely to that is probably Rogue. 
in Oregon. But I don't know if that's fair to say right now because we went there during the whole pandemic time when people weren't allowed to do shit certain ways. And there was a lot of, you know, certain ways you have to do things, lots of limitations. You can't be what you just want to freely be because everybody's being careful and cautious and all that kind of stuff. So in a way that's and an unfair. not throwing that on anybody, but I think it's hard. I, I would say that so far that would be the one, but. So in a way that was an unfair question during this time. <laughs> it's unprecedented. I did not say that. I did. I didn't say that. I hate that <laughs> word. Shut up. <laughs> no, I think it's a fair question, question, but me answering it with Rogue is probably a little bit unfair. Okay. Because. Is that the only one? Is there another brewery? Or are you not? I honestly can't think of another brewery. Maybe maybe you can refresh my memory, but I can't think of another brewery that I was really excited to go to and that we did go to during a normal time that really fell really flat for me. I mean, there are breweries, smaller breweries that weren't bucket list breweries that just went, eh, it so, was good. The beer's good, but it was like, yeah. eh, there wasn't much experience there. So maybe, yeah, maybe the way I look at it too, though, is the, the breweries, breweries, breweries. That's why I'm saying this several times is because when we go to these places, we're like really looking to, to go to a brewery. And so many of them now are like more like restaurants, um, including the big ones. And yeah. so when you walk into something well, like Rogue, yeah. for example, they still do their beers very well. And it was really good. And oh, yeah. But it, when we went into the main brewery um, where they're producing and distributing and all that, it is more of an experience for everyone, I suppose, is the way to put it. So then they have like a restaurant and it's a very, very cool restaurant because you're overlooking the marina with all the ships and yeah, stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, so it is very cool. But it just had this like more restaurant feel. And so maybe that's a piece of it. And that's what I remember with Stone, too. Like I was definitely yeah. not disappointed in Stone. It's just, again, it's a huge, it's a huge place. And they've done it well because it is more it's kind where of weird, we went. It's felt more of a restaurant. Yeah. But. It definitely did. They had it. They had their their restaurant space was brilliantly done. They had a huge freaking patio like right on the water and um, and this great uh, like trendy you know one of those trendy shopping centers and things that's kind of grown up around it. Maybe was that the brewery itself or was that another location? No, that was a that was another location. Okay, that was another but location. not disappointed in Rogue. Not disappointed in Stone. Um, but I just think when we are thinking of breweries, we're thinking of these little, little small intimate places that we like to go visit. And so when you're thinking of a bucket list brewery, they're obviously going to be pretty big because generally, because everybody knows about them and they distribute generally. So that's a good point though, because I agree with you on all those points, but I would say there are some places that I would say should be bucket list or at least semi bucket list if you're a big beer drink you know if you're a big beer fan and stuff they weren't on my radar as a bucket list brewery but now i would say man i would really say if you are in this area you gotta go here so in oregon i've actually come across three in oregon just oregon period that i'm like you know what if you're in this area you have to go to these three breweries 
And I would say that is... Wait, let's see if we can do it together. Ooh. Let's do it alphabetized. So alphabetized? Can, yeah, so we can like say the word. Let's see if we can guess it together. Dude, let's see two if of them the are really page. close to the same... See if we're on the same <laughs> oh. page without like getting it. So you said there's three? I've got three. Okay, so let me think about... One's really close okay, to us. You, sh- and don't give me hints. Okay. We're supposed no to do hints. it together to see if we're on the same page here. Well, we're in Oregon, okay. so all of them so are close. So are you ready? <laughs> ready? We'd say them together. First one is Ale Apothecary. The second one is Ale Song. And the third one is Yachts. Yachts! I always say that wrong. You screwed it up. She said Yachts. we had the three. You heard her. She said Yachts. She fucked it up. It's Yachts on the coast of Oregon. But for all intents and purposes, we got all three breweries the same. (laughs) Those are all very great So Ale Apothecary and Ale Song are both in a similar vein to Jester King in that they do a lot of mixed fermentation, wild fermentation, barrel-aged, blending, all that kind Yacht's of stuff. Yacht's Brewing is right up Yacht's there with does that, some too. Of that, too. They actually yeah. have, um, they sell, like, because they do the, the mixed fermentation and stuff, too, and right. then they actually have, they're called Yacht's um, Brewing and Farm Store because mm-hmm. their food is up there along with their beer, like, handcrafted, and they do, like, their own fermented, like, um, krauts. And pickles and stuff, I believe. Pretty so, cool. Pretty cool. And yachts. So, yeah, those three. I knew that's the three you're talking those about. Those are three I would be like, man, if you're going through Oregon, especially if you can get the coast and the this kind of south central part and stuff. Yeah. I mean, those are um, Ale Apothecary is in Bend. Ale Song is outside of Eugene. And Yachts is in Yachts, which is on the coast. Um, so, those are fantastic. the bucket list breweries that you never knew you need to visit. Right. Uh, Pretty much. Yes. And now you need to go. Right. Okay. We have to move on. Okay. We, okay. Colorado. Come on. We're from Colorado. Aren't there any bucket list breweries in Colorado? <laughs> bucket list breweries. Left hand? Oh my gosh. Left hand? Yeah. I mean. New Belgium. New Belgium, left hand, Oscar Blues. Those are all pretty big breweries yeah. that have gotten big. Um, People know them. Don't you think that? I mean, or we might take advantage of it because we're from Colorado. Yeah. I think. Maybe, maybe my perspective on it was skewed, Mm -hmm. not thinking like right at the top of the list. It's hard for me to bucket list them. And how many times have we been to left hand? Once. (laughs) Once. And how many times have you been, or we've been pretty much to Oscar Blues? Once. Once. And how many times have we been to New Belgium? Not. We haven't. (laughs) That's kind of embarrassing that you live in Colorado and say, I haven't ever been to New Belgium Brewing. Okay. Yeah. I've drank a lot of the beer because actually New Belgium with Fat Tire and 1554, those two beers have been around forever. And I don't care if you don't know or not, but those two have been around forever. And those were gateway beers for us in the 90s. How have we not been to New Belgium? In the late 90s. Those were gateway beers. Oh, yeah. Into going from yezzy, yellow fizzy crap Shh. into good beer. Give me your hand, Kenny. Don't. No. Ow. Bad. Bad, Kenny. We did not go. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that we haven't been to those. It so. is. It's it's funny. No. Well, we've been to the others. We just no. haven't been to New Belgium. Once. <laughs> In Colorado, you like, you know. I know. You'd think we'd been there a bunch of times, but. <laughs> but living in the burbs of Denver, there's like so many damn breweries right there. Well, yeah. let's be fair. Colorado has 400 plus breweries, uh, give or take. <laughs> Okay. And so, 
you know, and there's new ones popping up every day. All right, day, we're shamed. So. Okay. Wait, but there's another one. You talked about gateway beers, which generally gateway kind of, beers? again, like gateway beers generally kind of go along with bucket list beers, if you kind of think about it, at least for us, they do. Mm-hmm. Because if you're you're talking um, like Fat Tire and 1554 um, from New Belgium, right? And then mm-hmm. you're talking like um, Left Hand. Like Nitro Milk Stout. Left hand Milk Stout. Like that's one of our gateway beers. And then um, another one Blue is... Blue Moon was one. Blue Moon. And actually... It really was. Yeah. And I know... It is, but I wouldn't call that... It's under the Coors umbrella, but... But it's not a bucket list brewery that I want to go to. No, it's not a bucket so list I'm brewery, but it is a gateway beer. I'm combining okay, the gateway sorry. beers with bucket list breweries. Sorry, I got off track. Yeesh. And then another one um, is um, Deschutes, Blackbeat Porter. Oh, And yeah. so I have to say that that's one of the breweries that... I really am excited to go to. We've been to Deschutes recently because it's in Bend and it's named after Deschutes River and that's where we're like camped right now. Yeah, if you didn't Bend. know, I mean, we, I don't think we even talked about <laughs> we that. We didn't. Yeah, we're, we're in we've Bend. been around Bend for about a week now or so, yeah. maybe a little bit more. Mountain so, biking and a lot of mountain biking. Hit quite a few breweries, including Deschutes Public House. Right. So we haven't been to the brewery yet and I am super excited. And this is kind of silly because how could I not be super excited to go to New Belgium and get a 1554 <laughs> on tap? But maybe because it's just in Colorado and I can do that whenever I want. I don't know. But I'm really Probably. excited to go to um, to go to Deschutes and get a Blackview Porter on tap, which I've had a lot, but not from Deschutes. Exactly. From the brewery. Yeah. So we haven't made it to the brewery itself yet. We will, but that's one of my bucket list ones, I think. For some reason, I don't know why. It just is. No, it makes sense I mean, because it's sense. one of our gateway beers. and Yeah. And it, it does make sense in a vein. Maybe I'm justifying myself. <laughs> <laughs> but New Belgium is like, we could get Fat Tire 1554 and all their other... Their, I can get Black Duke Porter anywhere, too. And we could get it on tap everywhere around town because, like, New Belgium was all over Denver. And Same with Blackview Porter. I can. Uh, Blackview is a little harder uh, to get no. on tap, but not no. crazy because they always had it at a basin where we went snowboarding. Yeah, and... so I don't know. But it's just something okay. about that. Fine. My justification is shot to hell. I can't justify myself. Sorry, right, New Belgium. Any, which, which big <laughs> ones are we missing here? What are we missing big? No, there's a lot of bucket list places. I mean, honestly, now, um, bucket list in the United States, there's probably a few I'm forgetting that I want to go to. I mean, that's a pretty big brewery. Do you think that's something that people are like, I really want to go? I mean, I want to go to Alaska pretty bad. And if we're going to be in Alaska, (laughs) hell yeah, I want to go to the brewery. So that right there. Yeah, I guess it's kind of a bucket, semi-bucket list. So that right there is kind of how we base it off of is like we want to go to these places to visit the the beauty mostly of these places and the biking of them or snowboarding or all of that just to visit the places and the people and then as a kind of a side fact that comes along we're like oh, this brewery's here hell yeah and then oh, yeah. that becomes an important piece to it yeah i mean breweries play a i mean you guys know i mean breweries play a big part in what we do all the time it's like yeah, we're looking for great mountain biking trails and, you know, we haven't done it a lot the last couple of years, but snowboarding has been a big thing in our lives and just doing different outdoor adventure stuff, hiking and things. But 
the breweries play a big part in that too. And because we're always looking for that nearby. Well, like wherever we yeah. travel. Well, like we said, we went to um, like England and uh, Scotland mm-hmm. and Ireland and all that. And we didn't go there for the breweries. But believe me, we drank the beer there. And oh, we yeah. s- uh, sought out sought out the different places to go and find the good beer and the Cascales oh, and yeah, stuff. We it's all great. And even in places. Singapore, we went to Singapore and Thailand and like we were jungle biking, kind of like mountain biking in quotes, <laughs> on this little island outside of Singapore. And like we come back and there's a brewery. And like, I mean, we didn't go to Singapore to find a brewery, but when we're in those places, we're definitely seeking out the breweries. Little, little Island Brewery? Little Big maybe. Island? I don't remember the name of it. Mm. have to look that one up for you. But, um... That's funny that you say it that way because you kind of segued into something I wanted to talk about too was that now probably more of my bucket list type breweries. I mean, I don't know if I have a lot of specific breweries, but, um, you know, there are bucket list places I want to go and visit their breweries mostly because of the history of it, like Belgium. Belgium is a bucket list just country that I want to go yes. to because the the brewing history there is amazing. I mean it's yes. and the Czech Republic, I mean the Czechs, the beers there, I mean it sounds crazy cuz you're like, "Ah, oh, it's just pilsners, right?" and stuff. Czech pilsner, yeah. It's a great beer. Yeah, it's really good, but man, whatever. The Czechs pour their beer a single beer. One kind of beer, one same freaking beer they pour it five different ways (laughs) that blew my mind i just learned that like in the last year or so so that blew my mind i want to go to the czech republic and i want to have somebody pour me the same beer five different ways and so i can drink each one of those next to each other and see what the difference is (laughs) and i don't want to do it here i mean it would be great to do it here it'd be fun in the united states but i want to do it in the czech republic okay we will I know I'm getting like crazy. So no, you can will. tell those are bucket list kind of things for me because I'm getting like hyper. But, but yeah, we don't, there, Germany yeah. would be great for Oktoberfest and things. Definitely. But I there's mean, also, we don't also pick where we want to travel based off of just the beer. Like, no, I know I do and I know you do. I want to go to Nepal. That's probably yes. one of my top places to go. Um, we'll find and I don't, I'm sure we'll find something, but yeah, I have will. no idea what breweries are there and I'm not going there for the breweries, but I will find something. But Nepal is definitely a place I want to go. Okay. Um, I want to go back to Kenya. And when I was there before, I don't remember, recall any breweries, but we were definitely drinking, like I was drinking the local beer and I want to go back to Kenya and I want to go back into different countries. Well, and you Africa. were there for a different purpose. So. Yeah. But like we seek out doesn't matter where we go we may not go there for the beer or for the breweries but when we're there we seek out the local craft brews as much as we can oh yeah and i wanted to chime in on like going to nepal and and i think and i look at nepal and kenya in very similar veins as there are certain countries certain places throughout the world that don't have a lot of like we think of as breweries like here in the united states you just you throw a freaking rock and there's a brewery somewhere nearby. <laughs> yeah. And you can just walk in and buy a beer and whatever. But in a lot of countries, a lot of places that it's for whatever, whether it's politics or regulations or this or that or culture, you don't find breweries all over like that. But there are generally almost everywhere people who are brewing and m- maybe have kind of a 
what would you say, like a DIY homegrown brewery, Mm -hmm. maybe out of their house Mm -hmm. or something. And I would love to find those places in, and I I could see those being somewhere in maybe Nepal or maybe Kenya or something like that. And I would love that. Mostly not because I think the beer would blow me away, but because I think I love the passion behind people that do things like that. And I just think there's something that draws me to places like Nepal, Kenya, other places in the world that are similar that I want to meet the people there. I want to meet. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We've I don't said know. It. Beer isn't about beer. It's about the people. It's not. There's amazing beer everywhere <laughs> in the United States. There's amazing beer around the world. But generally behind those amazing beers are amazing people. Yes. That's been the best part of the whole thing. Every journey we have, every place we go, every place that I tell you is a bucket list or should be on your bucket list is generally because 99% of the time it's because the people there were freaking amazing. Okay. So I said earlier, like way earlier, that we would talk a little bit about bucket list items that weren't quite breweries. So Uh what's like something that um, is something that you'd love to do? Again, we've already defined bucket list, but something that is like on your kind of bucket list that really has nothing to do with um, beer. Primarily on travel. Travel's good, but I want you. Me? Yeah, what's something that you really want to like do or experience? I can answer it, and then you can think about it for a second. Well, I'm probably going to steal yours. No, you're not, because you don't want mine. I want to scuba dive. That's one thing that really, really, really is on my list. I want to go scuba diving. And what used to really be up top, and I still think it is, I don't know. I mean, things change as you get older. But I really would love to do heliboarding, too, like maybe in Alaska or something. You know, jump out of a helicopter and go snowboarding down a mountain. Um, So something like that. And believe me, after both of those, I'm still going to find a beer. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, we're also snowboarding junkies. We have been for 20-plus years. And we're Warren Miller junkies. If, If you don't know, that's okay. If you don't do it this year. You'll be one year older when you do. That's a famous quote from Warren Miller. Anyhow. And somebody might have put that on the back of a business card or something. I don't know. But... Living a start life maybe or something. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, heliboarding has been a big thing. I'm, at least, I'm not jumping out of the helicopter. You said jump out of the helicopter okay. on a mountain. Wait till I they land. I doing that. I'll wait till they land and then they I'll They don't get... have to land as long as they're hovering over Fine. the ground That's where I can I get out onto the ground. I'm not jumping out I'm of not, a helicopter. Like, I can jump like five feet that's what i meant i'm good with that okay but i ain't jumping onto a mountain okay fine but is that one of yours would too be cool um there are a lot of places i still want to travel um oh travel's been, definitely haven't been list. to australia or new zealand and honestly i think new zealand's higher on my list than australia travels there's so um, many places in this world nepal is a big one and i'm still very jealous of you but kenya because oh. You know, Africa is a big, big continent with a lot of countries, and I haven't ever been there. I haven't been anywhere. Really, I mean, the closest I've been there is uh, in the Mediterranean area. Like by Turkey. Yeah, we went to Turkey one time many, many years ago, and that's probably the closest I've been. And I used to road cycle quite a bit before... I became more of a mountain biker. So I'd like to do some road cycling like in Italy and in France where for those of you 
that aren't cycling geeks. Um, I'm probably going to bore you to death right now, but uh, the Tour de France and the Giro d'Italia, Tour de France in France, of course, and the Giro d'Italia in Italy, I just like to be able to ride around some of those places that maybe I've maybe I've seen on TV watching those guys race and stuff. Not that I'm going to ride anything like them, but it would be fun to just ride around and check it out. Maybe we'll do some bike packing. That could be kind of cool. I, I, that's one thing we've not really done any mm-hmm. of. We've done some a little bit of backpack camping and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think bike camp packing might be kind of cool i've got a lot to learn on that front how to make that work so that i don't kill myself <laughs> okay before we get like way <laughs> off the topic of bucket list movies i guess oh we're way off the topic we should end it um we but definitely I think people are used to it yeah definitely <laughs> did not hit anywhere near all the breweries that people should want to or not should want to but all the breweries that people like i suppose would call like bucket list breweries there's a lot I'm sure there are a ton more, and it's usually for personal reasons. It's it is usually, you know. So, but people I don't have know. different ideas of what's a bucket list item, and that's okay. That's what it's about. It's what's your bucket list, not because my bucket list. Because we didn't list. even talk about. Oh my God, there's so many breweries in like Michigan and stuff. Like we didn't even hit like, any of those breweries up there. We didn't. Like breweries but, that we yeah. maybe want to go to because when we hit when we go to Michigan. And um, up around Wisconsin and stuff, there's going to be so many breweries up there that we want to go to. Like, there's uh, definitely uh, yeah. like Bells I want to hit. Yeah, up see, for sure. that would probably um, be a bucket list and... one. Um, you know, Founders probably is still one. They've had a lot of things going on, but been a lot of things going on. I mean, uh, I was as still... long as they get their shit together, I would like to see that. Say that they would be like a <laughs> general public bucket list brewery. Um, if they and get I, their shit together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. Um, no, there's a lot. What else? Allagash? We didn't talk about Allagash in Maine. and then like... Right. We missed Allagash because we were in Portland, Maine for just a blip on the radar, yeah. just a day. And, of course, the day we're there, Allagash has, like, an employee day where they're having a big company-wide meeting that requires the brewery to be shut down. So we couldn't go there. But... No Allagash for you. No Allagash for us. So um, uh, we did have Allagash beer quite a lot around Maine, yeah. but we didn't get to the beer. But, like, what are other some big ones that we might have missed that we can oh just at least? Oh my gosh! You know, for a for a big beer geek, Pizza Port is a, an, a really is a very um, important oh. brewery. Um, Anchor Steam, like bucket list uh, kind of breweries that people really want to go to. Anchor's a Anchor's big a one. Anchor's a good one because they're Anchor. like Anchor is historical. Anchor okay. is like one of the old guard that came before even like Sierra Nevada. Hmm. So there are things like that that make a brewery important to certain people. Sam um, Adams. Sorry. Yeah, Sam Adams. I mean, sorry, I didn't interrupted you on anchor. So no, that's fine. That's fine. Sam Adams is a good point. Um, a lot of people would say Sam Adams, are they even craft? Well, they are. I mean, by definition, they're craft. And honestly, if you go to Sam Adams... They were one that surprised me. They did surprise because, you know, we're all used to, you know, Boston Lager and whatever their their typical stuff you can get in the liquor store and the grocery store and everywhere. But you go to Sam Adams in Boston in the tap room, there's like 16 beers on tap and like, yeah, uh, Boston Lager's on there, but... Holy shit, there's like all these beers. It's like you can't get anywhere yeah. else in the country but that tap room. And it's again, it's just like a tap room. It felt like an intimate 
Yeah, it was a brewery tap room. It was great. They yeah. did that space really well too. Yeah, so Sam didn't Adams feel was really cool. like, oh, here, come take our tour and do this and blah yeah. blah blah, and you're here, come on, buy a ticket. It wasn't anything like that. It was, I mean, yeah, I was pretty blown away. I was okay. surprised. Anything else? We're trying to wrap this up. You know, there just aren't too many breweries that I hold in so high regard that it's a bucket list until I've been to them. And then there's a whole <laughs> bunch of small ones that I'd say, this should be on your bucket list. And you'd be like, who the fuck is that? That is um, a very good point. I like the way you said that, though. What about Three Floyds? Would that be like a bucket list? Do a lot of people know about that? Yeah, I mean, I think especially for people across the country like in the western half of the country and things like that maybe deep down i don't know about deep down south yeah probably even deep down south there's probably not a lot of three floyds down there i don't think but on the western half of the country it's pretty difficult to get three floyds um you know we we're lucky sometimes in denver because gabf happens our great american beer festival that during that time of year sometimes there's three floyds puddling in but uh it's been a pretty rare commodity around the western half of the United States. So probably people there would would yeah. say, yeah, that's a bucket. Yingling is probably another one too, though. Okay. Yingling has like a really weird cult following and has been around forever. And I think that would be kind of a cool place to see. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of places that people would probably love to go. Um, Firestone Walker, Surly. There's a lot of cool breweries out there that have been iconic for for a beer or something or have some kind of reputation for just doing cool barrel-aged festivals on site and things like that. So, yeah, I think it just depends on what your geekiness about beer is, yeah. you know. There's going to be different reasons that you go to different places. And so, yeah, I think... There's a lot of reasons to have a bucket list brewery, and just, your reason is not any better or any worse yeah. than anybody else's. It's your and reason. if you don't make it there, it's a brewery. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's a brewery. Make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not going to make or break your life, but, you know, that's a big part of the fun that we have in our lives, and so, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Yep, definitely. All right, um, we're just going to keep on rolling here and tell you to subscribe. Um, definitely be able to uh, be sure to check out the show notes because I know I mentioned a few things that I put in there and I'll put all these breweries in there. That's part of my work is putting all those breweries in the show notes. And you notice I was very well behaved this podcast. I did not say and make sure you check the show notes because I'm going to make sure April puts that in there. I did. I do that enough and <laughs> <laughs> like adds a lot of work on her. But uh, yeah. So well, I'm going to put the work on you and say, please leave us a review, leave us a rating. That helps getting our podcast found more and gets other people interested. And share it. Share it with your friends. Yeah, share it. That's the biggest thing. If you can share it with your friends, we'd love to have more beer geeks come on, more travel geeks jump on. And you know that we try to bring a lot of cool guests on and we're going to have a lot more of that coming up. And if there, yeah, I was, well, that too. And if there's anything that you wanted us to talk about more that we haven't talked about, like, let us know. Yeah, we love to hear from you guys. We do love to hear from you guys, honestly, truly. Whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or you shoot us an email at Ken and April at livingusoutlife.com. Please do. And, and there's a buy us a beer button or a donate button too. So, you know, we can keep doing this and drinking with you and then we'll have a cheers with you. Or just shoot us an email and say, hey, 
you're in my area. Let's go hang out and have a yeah, beer somewhere. Yeah, do that. So, sweet. All right. Love you guys and... Cheers. Cheers. And we'll talk to you next time. Peace out. We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.